You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want you to take this moment right now, if you are not subscribed, to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. If this is your first time listening to the God Life Culture Podcast, welcome, and we hope that you will uh, you know, stick with us for this ride and for this journey. We're excited to get into conversations every week and we're just uh you know thankful for all of our new listeners those of you watching us on youtube thank you for liking for sharing subscribing and doing all of the things that help bring our podcast in front of more and more people eddie we have a great conversation today and topic at hand but before we get into it eddie would you let us know about the music feature for this week yeah so this week our first music feature is by christine de clario uh she recently released a music video to a song called mente sana a bethel also released before that uh, i guess the english version of this called sound mine and it's a really cool song that we think that you guys should check out um it's actually a really lengthy video it's about 17 plus minutes um so it definitely takes you on a journey um and i think that the message behind this song is very important very powerful and it's something that a lot of people can really hang on to so miguel what is our other music feature for today yeah so ryan ellis uh you may know him from the song heart of the father has released another uh single titled um gonna be all right and on his social media he explained about um an experience he went through in 2019 um kind of i guess giving context and birth to the song and Mm -hmm. and how special it was you know to him and one of the things that stood out to me was basically the idea um that he talks about being in the middle of trauma that is unfolding and you don't necessarily feel like god is close Mm. and um you know one of the things in in you know talking about the song that he mentions is the idea that uh he wrote this song because it was something he needed to listen to right and i think it's great when you know not only you know for those who are creative or artists that you know people put things out you know for the pleasure of the audience and so that they can enjoy it but i think it's great when you put out content when you put out music or art because it also speaks to you and it's something that can encourage you as well so definitely go and check out ryan ellis and his new song gonna be all right Yes. So thank you for those two. Make sure you check Ryan's song and you check out Christine's video. Um, And as always, we're letting you guys know this information because there's a lot of music out there. um, And sometimes you just get lost in the wave of stuff. Um, And today's subject um, topic on hand is a little interesting um, because a lot of people don't like to do this. It's one of those things that... um, either because they it makes people feel uncomfortable or because they don't know how to do it the right way they tend to avoid confrontation yep so today we are talking about confrontation confrontation and i feel like it's one of those (laughs) things where we when we think about fears and phobias and weird things that people like bother people i think Uh like public speaking is up there right Uh Uh, spiders right like all those things um and i feel like confrontation is one of those things that is not up there yeah that should be 
as a phobia, as a fear. As a fear. People I guess that people have, have a fear to confront yeah. or be confronted. True. What What is it? What's your relationship to confrontation? Is it something that you fear or is it something? That I love like, it. I thrive off of it. No, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, I think that uh, confrontation. There's truth behind that, by the way. <laughs> I think confrontation. Uh, that was messed up. <laughs> confrontation is obviously uncomfortable. I think nobody mm. likes confrontation. When it comes mm. down to it, I don't think anyone likes to be put in a position where you have to say something to someone that mm. you know they may not want to hear, yes. right? Where you may have to uh, clarify something that may bring about more questions or mm. you know reactions or certain responses. I think that is a natural feeling we do not like. We don't like mm. to be put in situations where we have to confront something yeah right and um oftentimes you know i've been on both sides where i've been you know uh the one to choose to confront and mm-hmm. the one that chose to really just you know talk about it and then i've been the one to not confront and mm-hmm. kind of like put it off to the side yeah right um and then i've been the one confronted right mm-hmm. so you kind of go through all of those different you know perspectives but at the end of the day um, I think it's uncomfortable. That yes. doesn't necessarily um, make it a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Or make it something that you dread, mm-hmm. right? But it's uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think there's there's a couple of different reasons why confrontation can be uncomfortable to people. Uh, I think that one of them is the vulnerability aspect of it, where you actually have to go to someone um, and let them know, you did this and it made me feel like that. I think that's part of the situation. People don't like to do that. You know, they don't like to admit that they were hurt or offended or felt belittled or felt betrayed or felt whatever. Like the ability that I have to tell you that you did something that affected me makes people feel, you know, like they don't like that. They don't like that feeling of, you know, that that level of vulnerability that they're they're allowing the other person to see happened uh, by the confrontation. Um, And I think that there are other reasons why some people don't like confrontation is because they don't like to be put in a position where they have to prove that they're wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a really big thing where they would rather avoid a person or avoid a situation or avoid a certain topic um, than have to sit there and kind of like take the lashing in the sense of, you know, understand that they were wrong and then also have to admit to it. Um, you know, so, the, you know, confrontation isn't easy, even for a person like myself who I don't shy away from confrontation. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I enjoy it and that I revel in it and that I'm looking always for it. It's more of the idea that I'm always the type of person that thinks that clear and concise communication is the best way to go. If there's an issue, let's address it. Let's move forward. Like I'm that type of person rather than being the person that's always walking around eggshells or is dealing with passive aggressive communication from other. Like I don't like none of that stuff. So it's yeah. kind of like, let's speak about it. And then let's move forward. Um, but that doesn't mean I enjoy it. You know, yeah. it is also uncomfortable. It is, you know, it's tough to have to sit there and tell people one or two, three, two, three, four, five, six, seven things right. about themselves. You know, um, you know, it's not the fun, the funnest thing to do. Uh, but, you know, I think that the key one of the key things about confrontation is the um is the understanding that the goal really is not to hurt the other person. It really isn't to stab them and, you know, twist the knife. It's more about how can we grow from this and how can we make sure that whatever that situation was doesn't happen again. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, uh, you know, confrontation is something that we'll all experience, we'll all go through. And 
it's something we don't enjoy, but mm. when it has to be done, it has to be done, yeah. right? And like I said before, I've seen both sides of that, where there was a confrontation, it was addressed, and you know there was clarity, and we were able to move on, and then there were moments where things weren't addressed or things mm-hmm. weren't spoken about, and then it was almost like by the time the confrontation happened, it wasn't good, yeah. right? So I almost feel like the byproducts of not confronting a situation mm. are worse for oh, some yeah. individuals yeah, yeah, yeah. right if you're truthful with yourself and that's where it really comes down to mm. right um which we'll kind of get into that in a bit that's but a the thing. idea that the byproducts of not confronting a, a, a situation not having the difficult conversation not you know addressing something that hurt you or you uh you know felt belittled or disrespected or whatever it is or just to bring clarity you didn't understand something mm-hmm. right you were unsure there's so many more negative you know side effects from that that mm-hmm. almost make the actual confrontation way less of an issue yes. right having to walk around every day on eggshells having to wonder will they say hi to me should i say hi to them we're going to be in the same circle or in the same group should i can you know talk to them do i ignore them until we have a conversation do i just pretend like nothing happened mm-hmm. do we sweep it under the rug right and then it's almost like you're in this constant cycle of not knowing how to be around someone Someone, not knowing how to address someone, you know, ignoring things and seeing if they, you know, are ignoring it as well. Mm. You know, if they say hi to me, then I'll kind of go and say hi to them. And we do <laughs> all of these things that it's actually way worse, it's way more, more pressure, more work <laughs> than just having one conversation that yes. can clear up the whole thing. Yeah. And I agree with that as well. And I think that the unfortunate you know, situation and the gamble with confrontation is that you have to hope that the person has the same mindset and understanding as you, you know, because you can confront a person, have what you believe to be a great conversation, to be a conversation where you both came into an agreement and understanding everyone's role in the situation, uh, maybe even hug it out and like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, forgive me, whatever. But then what you guys do individually outside of that powwow also dictates how seriously you took that confrontation you know because there are situations where you guys cried it out or hugged it out or high-fived it out but then their actions outside of that doesn't reflect whatever was agreed in those yep. moments and then that's a whole nother situation now do i waste time confronting that again you know so that you know the thing with confrontation is that sometimes you have to go into it with the understanding of you know what i'm doing this for my peace of mind I'm doing this so that it can never be said that I never spoke to you about it. So that it can never be said that I never gave you the opportunity to, you know, speak your mind or to speak your piece or to say you're part of the situation. But after that, I'm, I clean my hands from it, you know? So it's kind of like the understanding of, you know, cause the other thing is that sometimes confrontation brings healing. Sometimes it brings peace. Sometimes it brings joy. And then sometimes it just brings an understanding of separation, you know, and everybody deals with those things completely differently. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things that matter when you are dealing with confrontation and having to confront someone, and I really do think that even the word itself um, has mm-hmm. such a negative connotation to mm-hmm. it, right? When confronting something is not necessarily a bad thing, it mm. is actually good. When you confront your fears, when you yeah. confront things that are holding you back, you face it, right? Yes. And you move forward. Um, I think when we talk about confrontation and confronting people, it means something completely different, right? Mm. So it's almost like when approaching people, right? Yes. Kind of changing the wording of it just to kind of make it feel better for yourself yeah, yeah. sometimes, right? It's like when approaching people or communicating, um, you know, how you feel or how you felt, I think think the delivery is super important yes. right and there are moments where things can be discussed right away 
Mm-hmm. It happens. Let's talk about it. Then there are moments where you may need to step away from that moment and yes. conversation and not have it yet because yeah. emotions are high. Feelings are high. Mm. You know, uh, you may feel super emotional about something. You may feel super passionate about something. Mm-hmm. You may be angry, upset and have all of these different feelings that, you know what? It's actually unhealthy and unproductive to have to this have conversation yep. and confrontation right now. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when we say confrontation, I think we're talking about a conversation, conversation. right? So I think there are moments where you need to recognize now is not the time to mm-hmm. Address this. The yeah. problem with that is that we become comfortable, right, mm-hmm. putting off the conversation. Yes. Right. We become comfortable kind of like, you know, now it's not a good time. Next week is not a good time because it's going to be the, and the next month's not a good time because, you know, it's like July 4th. If we're going to like be a barbecue or yeah. whatever. Then the following month is my birthday. So it's not going to be right. Like we kind of come <laughs> up with these different scenarios of yeah. why we can't have a conversation or why we can't confront certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. The more time that passes, the more damage is done. And I think the timing of things is something that we can get into in a little bit. But again, you know, the delivery of the confrontation and the conversation is very important because Mm -hmm. if you're speaking from a place of hurt, if you're mm-hmm. speaking from a place of anger, if you're speaking from a place of disappointment and discouragement, a lot of times the way you deliver the message and the conversation is lost in all of those feelings, yes. right? And sometimes, you know, we can use words like you and you this, you did that, you said this, mm-hmm. you are this way. And the minute we start labeling people and saying you are this person or <laughs> you are that, there's a problem, right? Yes. Because the other person will get defensive. Yes. Or the minute you start basically um, making generalizations mm-hmm. where it's like, it's, the thing is that you're always doing this or you're always doing that or you're always saying this. It's like, I'm not always doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't always act like that around you. I don't always, right? So I think there's certain trigger words mm-hmm. right and phrases that we can say when we're in the middle of a confrontation where it will cause the other person to become defensive mm-hmm. and that is a natural part of us as humans yes. we become defensive want to defend our point want mm-hmm. to make sure people understand where we're coming from but the minute you become defensive over something i said I'm going to have a rebuttal and become defensive over that because I'm going to have the 32 times that I remember that Mm -hmm. you did that thing. Mm -hmm. But the truth and the reality is that it wasn't all the time. It's never always right. We can never just generalize things as all the time because I'm sure nine times out of 10, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the delivery and your choice of words and how you choose to have the conversation is very important. And that takes thinking Mm -hmm. that takes reflecting that takes time before the actual conversation for you to sort all those pieces out yeah i mean there's a lot that was said (laughs) with everything (laughs) that you said i mean we can go from the idea that there's a sense of responsibility that you have um to make sure that you follow through with whatever conversation that needs to happen you know because i agree with the the idea that sometimes it isn't in the moment you can't do it in the moment you can't do it the next day. You got to kind of let everybody kind of simmer down. Um, but then there's times where people bring up the fact, hey, we got to talk. And then, OK, three weeks pass by and still nothing has happened. Oh, don't forget. We got to like it's kind of like 
I'm waiting. <laughs> so like, what's good? Um, you know, because then that's also like, it's, it's a volleyball of responsibility. No, you have the responsibility. No, I have the responsibility. No, at the end of the day, just give me the time and the date. Time and the date. You know what? On Sunday, are you free? Let's go. Let's sit down. Let's grab a coffee. Let's speak this out. Let's do that whole thing about it and just get it out of the way. Because to have this random thing that's always looming above you um, or above whoever the parties are involved is kind of draining and is unnecessary when you can just simply have a conversation. Then in those conversations, like you said, you have to be mindful of what you said. But as a listener, you also have to be mindful of trying to hear what the person is telling you. Because they are, you know, if it's a very serious conversation, so there are absolutely going to be emotions involved, whether the person is sad and crying or the person is angry and maybe their voice is a little strong and their tone is a little strong. You know, sometimes you got to be okay with allowing the person to express those emotions, you know, because you can't also try to micromanage how the person is going to express themselves in the moment. Obviously, if there's a line of disrespect that is crossed, then you check the person <laughs> in the best way possible. Uh, but, you know, like the idea of, you know, telling someone they can't speak passionately, I don't agree with that. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm upset about something. So I'm upset and then I talk loud and I'm not yelling at you. I'm just upset with the situation. Like have a little grace with the person in those moments so that you don't waste time nitpicking at those little things that you never really get to the meat of what the situation is. Um, so you want to be able to give the person grace and allowing them to express themselves, you know, and really hearing what they're saying regardless of if they're just crying a blubbery mess or like really angry in the moment because the subject may anger them yeah and you have to respect the fact that they feel angry or that they feel upset or that they feel hurt instead of you using that as a focal point for the conversation and not really addressing the issue on hand yeah and the and the fact is that everyone deals with things differently and experiences things differently and at the end of the day one of the important things you have to remember when dealing with confrontation is that you can't change how something made someone feel yes right so I could have said something with the best of intentions, mm-hmm. but you misinterpreted what I said or you yeah. heard it differently, right? And you were offended and you mm-hmm. were hurt and you felt disappointed. Mm-hmm. Although that wasn't my intention, mm-hmm. right? I can't dismiss your feeling. Yes. Right. But in turn, I also think that the reverse is also acceptable. Yeah. Where you have to understand that your intention, like I have to be like, you know what? Your intention wasn't to hurt me, but that's what I felt. Right. But I understand that that wasn't it. So I have to remedy that within myself because I feel like then there are individuals who will hear you and be like, yeah, but it doesn't matter because it made me feel like this. It's kind of like, okay, I understand it made you feel that way. But can we all be in agreement that that wasn't what was happening? Yeah. Uh, because then that creates a, uh, an air of delusion where it's no longer about the facts. It's more about what you think your feelings were telling you. Yeah. And it's kind of like we can acknowledge that it made you feel a certain type of way. But can we also acknowledge that that wasn't what it was? Yeah. Yeah. And again... In order to get to that point, there has to be that mutual understanding of what type of conversation we're having. And I think when it comes to confrontation, a lot of times people want to have the last word and want to be right. Mm -hmm. They want to walk away from the conversation with one side saying, right, or the other side saying, you were right, I was wrong, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. When in reality, there are moments where in the confrontation, even though you may feel like you did nothing wrong, (laughs) you may feel like you're not to blame. You may feel like the other person misinterpreted, overanalyzed, overthought the situation, jumped hurdles and did the other thing and it wasn't right. You still may have to in that moment say, I'm sorry that that's how you felt. I'm sorry. That's how I made you feel. You know, that wasn't my intention. And, And to be honest, because it has happened to me in those situations, you save so much time by just admitting that. 
time, energy, and time emotions. Like once, because somebody, like, I've been in, in situations where somebody's like, you did X, Y, and Z. And I could have 43 reasons and defenses to volley that back. And I'd just be like, yep, it's true. And they're left like, oh, wait, you wasted my whole argument. Like, I had a whole thing set up. It's like, no, yeah, I did that. And this is the reason why I did that. And it made you feel a certain type of, okay, I apologize. And definitely, and I'm glad you clarified that, definitely admit to the things that you actually did and actually said. Yeah. Right? Because then there's the other side of just saying, yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, I said that. Mm-hmm. And when in reality, you didn't. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of saying that to just move on from a point. Oh, no. no right? No. Like, there are certain yeah. times where you do have to stand on what you said, mm-hmm. how you said it, how you believed, you know, whatever, you know, you were trying to portray and say in that conversation, you need to stand and back that up. Right? Yes. So, again, I just think... When it comes to having these conversations, there are so many different layers and so many different things that can make it complicated, Mm -hmm. right? When emotions and feelings get involved, because at the end of the day, right, we are emotional beings. We have feelings. We get hurt. We become disappointed. We become frustrated at people. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like when you are about to enter into a conversation to talk about something um, that you know, happened or is bothering you, you have to be prepared and ready Mm -hmm. for all of these things that are going to come up. You have to be willing to go to that, you know, hard place to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. to go back to that moment and maybe relive certain things or like reflect and be like, you know, that, yeah, I mean... I was messed up that day because Mm -hmm. I was actually having a really bad day, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, it may, if you're on the other side and the person kind of being confronted, right? Because maybe you said something and it didn't come out the right way. And maybe you came off a little rude. Um, you have to be willing to kind of own up and say, yeah, I did say it that way. And I was rude and you know, probably was because that day, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And Again, there's you're not <laughs> excusing yourself. You're not yeah. justifying yourself. But I believe that there are moments and there are times where people need to hear the kind of the full story. Yeah. Right. They need to hear the context behind that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because my one sharp comment, that one thing I said to you that really bothered you mm-hmm. was actually, you know, a response or reaction to four things that happened that before that happening. moment. Yeah. And I think that the the there are some, there are times and moments where you were just being petty and you need to admit that. Like it wasn't you didn't catch a fl- a flat tire on your way there, somebody didn't bump into you, you're not hungry. Like it was just no, you were in a mood where you were feeling petty. You wanted to be messy and you need to admit that. You need to be like, "You know what? I just I was just really being a crappy person at that moment." So, you know what? I I can take ownership <clears throat> of that and I could apologize for that cuz I understand that that wasn't the right way to operate in those moments. And that's coming from someone who's admitted that yeah. I've been in me. I've been in situations where somebody's like, Oh, you did X, Y, Z. I'd be like, yes, I did. Cause I felt like it. And I understand that made you feel a certain type of way. And I apologize. I was in my feelings. I was being messed up. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I think you can say that. Like there's, you don't have to go through a whole made up journey of, yeah, I was just feeling this. I was, no, just admit to the fact. Cause what you're saying is I'm human. Yeah. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. And sometimes I just feel like being a crappy person. That happens to everybody. Like yeah. nobody could operate in this world and say that they haven't had moments where they've had a crappy thought and decided, yeah, I'm just going to lean into that a little bit. You can't yeah. say that. Obviously, we try not to. We try not to, you know, allow those moments of like pettiness or being mean or being grouchy or whatever the situation is, um, take ownership of you. And then there's moments where you just be like, yeah. Yeah, that's just what it is. And it's funny because one of the reasons why this, you know, conversation came up or this topic to discuss was because I was talking to someone, you know, where they were kind of telling me something they were going through with somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, 
as they were talking, I felt like the latest issue, right, mm. that they were presenting and the thing that was bothering them actually wasn't really everything, right? Mm. It really wasn't that that was bothering you. It was yeah. the buildup of everything before yes. that. The yeah. buildup of things that you did not address, mm-hmm. the feelings you did not communicate, the thoughts you did not share about how they made me, how they made you feel, how they made you, you know, um, think of yourself or how they, you know, made you feel about your job or what mm-hmm. you were doing in the moment or how you spoke or how you handled that situation. And I think what makes the confrontation so much harder mm. is the buildup, yes. right? Because one thing happens and you know we we just deal with it it's it is what it is i'm just gonna ignore it and then we carry that right then we move on a little bit more and we have another conversation or another interaction something else happens oh now you take that and put it along with the other Mm -hmm. you know situation that happened then you keep going and then something else happens then you grab that and you put it behind you and you put it with the other stuff and then something real dumb happens Mm -hmm. something insignificant irrelevant something that you know, and this is where people blow up. Yeah, yeah. Then they blow up, and the other person other is like, "Wait a minute, but what the? But what? That wasn't that serious. It was mm. a joke. I wasn't." And what you're really saying is, I have so much baggage, mm. right, from previous conversations and previous interactions that we've had yeah. that it's all just coming forward right now at this moment. Yeah. So I think it's just really important to recognize that the longer you wait mm. to confront situations in your life. Outside of just conversations, right? Just in general in your life, the longer you hold on to things, the longer you wait to have a conversation, deal and confront with issues, with struggles or just conversations with people, Mm. it gets so much harder to one, function every day with Mm. all of those things. But two, it actually gets so much harder to control your feelings Mm -hmm. and have the self-control to you know, get your emotions in check and not allow yourself to have a moment where you explode and a moment where you just go off because then at that point, there are times where so much damage is done Mm -hmm. from that moment that now it's like, not only do I, we have to go back to address what happened a long time ago, but now we have to deal with the fact that I just finished saying all of these things to you and I just finished going off on you in this way (laughs) and I just finished being maybe rude and nasty and disrespectful to you, Mm. but it really had nothing to do with this. It was everything else, but now we got to talk about this too. And now we got to unload everything. Yeah. You know, I think that as Christians, as believers, you know, we operate on a realm of duality um, that a lot of everybody outside of that circle doesn't understand and what i mean by that is is that you know we have to deal with things in the physical and then we also have to deal with things in the spiritual um you know and obviously in any type of situation especially when confronting individuals or having conversations with individuals you know there is a consultation that needs to happen you know where you need to check your spirit you need to check your heart your mind you need to be like lord you know give me the words lord to help me um you know and then there you know that whole conversation needs to happen because you know at the end of the day because of our humanity we don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or dress it the wrong way um you know or like lord give me the strength to admit my faults or lord you know yeah. there's this whole spiritual conversation um that needs to happen um but i also think that it is important to also um point out that there are people who use that spirituality as a scapegoat um and what i mean by that is is that there are individuals that unfortunately will not confront people and will not have conversations with people because they've already prayed about it and I left it in the hands of the Lord. But then their <laughs> their actions and everything that they do does not reflect that, you know, yeah. or, you know, I, I broke someone's heart or I really I cursed somebody out or I, you know, really bumped into somebody or I back like whatever the situation is, you know, where there are times where 
praying about it and leaving it in the Lord's hands is not an option. Um, and then other times it's not. Like, yeah. it's I not mean, flashback to last week's episode. Just pray yes, about just it. Pray there about are it. moments True, there you where, yeah. you know, we can just pray, but yes. then we got to do something. Yeah. Like, I think that that's a, that's a cop out to be like, yeah. you know what? I just prayed about it. It's in the hands of the Lord. It's kind of like, mm, I don't think God honors that, you know, because God isn't going to allow you to create a mess here and to leave, you know, um, people hurt and to leave uh, situations messed up um, and broken. And then for you to be able to be like, oh, I prayed about it. I'm good. Yes. I received, yeah. you know, my, well, I received what I needed. Um, and it's kind of like, I feel like God is looking at you like, okay, but even if, even if in the scenario where God did heal your heart, because you know, it takes to the tangle and in the moments of stuff, both parties may feel a certain type of way. And it, even in the situation where God healed your heart and making you feel like high as a kite, I think he's also looking at you with the sense of, you know, you have a responsibility to yeah. fix what you messed up. Right. You know, so I feel like there are moments where people will use that as, you know, um, oh, I prayed about it. And, you know, the Lord made me feel this. And I saw a verse in the Bible that said that. And you know what? God did his thing maybe with you, but there's still more work that needs to be done. I mean, I think that's an important thing to do because, you know, we see that a lot where people um, weaponize our faith and our, you know, our abilities as Christians to tap into certain things to really um, also like relieve ourselves of responsibilities when it's kind of like, that's not how that works. Yes, we have the ability as believers to like really tap into God for strength and for guidance and for wisdom. And there are moments where, you know, he will heal us and uh, the conversation doesn't even to happen but then there are times where you have to be like have the wherewithal to be like you know what i'm at a good place right now and i prayed about it and i received whatever it was that i needed but i also recognized my hand in the situation yeah so there's something that needs to be done and i think it's important to also learn from your experiences and you know a question came to mind that i'm going to ask you after i'll you know answer first um <laughs> but it's basically you know something you've learned from a confrontation that didn't go well uh-huh Right. Uh -huh. Because I think we all have moments where, you know, we had a conversation and it worked out mm -hmm. and it was great. Right. And it was something real simple. Right. Yeah. And we just needed to, like, agree that that's what it was and yes. kind of move on and it's done. Yeah. Right. Because um, not every confrontation is super negative. Not every yeah. confrontation ends yes. in like a breakup and a separation yeah. and like this whole nasty situation. You know, there are friends that go through confrontations sometimes on a daily, right? Yeah. Like they're just kind of always having to clarify or communicate or make sure like we're on the same page about that. Like we, you know, it's okay, right? <laughs> it's kind of exhausting, it's but yes. Not, right. Um, but again, it's not always like this super mega, you know, situation that just causes disruption, division, yeah. and people separate, right? Um, but one thing that I have learned, right, um, you know, throughout this process, bless Excuse you, me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, throughout this process, you know, or just, you know, process of life, right, um, has been the idea that not everything that can be said should be said, mm. right? Because mm. I think there are moments where we may have all the right, mm -hmm. we may, uh, you know, have been the one hurt or offended mm -hmm. and we may have all the foundation to stand on all the evidence points to us being in the right yes you know we can go and break down just the whole situation and mm -hmm. it's just like they ha really have no leg to stand on mm -hmm. right and there are even things that we can share and say that may not be super relevant to the mm -hmm. conversation, but we can just throw it out there mm -hmm. to further support our case. Mm -hmm. There may be scenarios and experiences that have happened in the past mm -hmm. that we're 
technically over them. They're not actually a big deal, but we can use them support. to yeah, support, support our, our claims yeah. and our argument. And I think that oftentimes when we begin to do that and we begin to kind of divert our focus from the you know actual conversation and now it becomes I'm going to show you the other 36 times you did this same thing mm-hmm. right they may n- just need to hear the one time mm-hmm. that's real fresh where everything happened and not the other 36 times <laughs> and scenarios right yeah. because if you're the individual like me right like I can be I can be the individual that will remember all 36 times mm-hmm. will remember what you said how you said it what you were wearing and what you did with your body language Mm. right, and your hands as you were talking. Like that's the type of person I am. And for people who have similar personalities or characteristics where you just remember Mm. what people say and how it made you feel and what they were doing and the context and everything surrounding that, that can be a great thing, but it could also be a weapon that can destroy. Yeah. Right. And it could be something that can make things worse. Yes. Both for the individual and yourself, even Mm -hmm. outside of that conversation. Because if I'm just holding on to every single time I was offended, every single time I was hurt, I'm reliving it, re, you know, listening to those words and what they said, that's a problem. Yeah. And then if I'm going into the conversation ready with every single point, every (laughs) single time, every single thing, and I'm going to tell them about themselves. I'm going to tell them that, you know, they did this and they did that and they said this and they've done this before because eight years ago, I remember that one time, not everything that Mm. can be said should be said. Focus on what really needs to be said. Mm. Focus on what you want to communicate. What is the goal of this conversation? And the goal of this conversation is so this individual can understand how they made you feel Mm -hmm. and so we can move on. Focus on how they made you feel in that situation and now how are we moving forward? And very often our conversations when we confront individuals is very heavily focused on the issue and what happened. And it's funny because in these situations it's like that is given its moment its Mm. precedence that is given its time and its space but how do we grow from this Mm. how do we avoid this what do we do now is given about 10 minutes yeah so everything needs to be balanced Mm. and you need to remember just because you can say something just because you may be right just because you have you know all the evidence and all the proof in the world that that's how this person is and that's how they are doesn't mean you should go forward and say yeah and i think that that's where checking your heart comes into play yeah you know because very much like yourself i can be that way as well well i'll have the 36 scenarios receipts whatever pictures snapshots all that stuff or whatever you know um and those are all there's people that are like that because circumstances have made them that way you know you know i I, i'm very i've developed that ability and that um defense mechanism in essence uh because i was put in situations where it was like my word against theirs and there was no evidence for it yeah so then because of that i've i've developed the you know the the gift <laughs> to be like, if I'm going to say something, I have the proof to back it up. Like, trust me, if I'm saying it, I can back it up type of a thing. Um, and it's not coming from a place of maliciousness. It's coming from a place of self-preservation. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, when I was saying in reference to checking your heart is that you really have to go into a conversation like that with the understanding that I'm not here to bury you. I could. 
but I'm not. I'm not here to bury you. I'm really here to grow and to move forward and to really find the place where, you know, we can come to an understanding to be better as individuals. And if we happen to be in the same circles or having, you know, it could be a family member. You have to see them every time there's a holiday party or something. Yeah. I don't know um, that you're able to function in those environments. I think that then on the flip side, this is where having a spiritual connection with God comes into play because there are opportunities. There are moments where you didn't say everything you wanted to say and you were playing the high road. You're like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not here to bury the person or whatever. And then the person walks away from that confrontation, not learning anything, not staying by their word and, you know, making situations worse. And you really want to pull out those receipts and you really want to make a live on Snapchat on Snapchat. I said that my Spanish Snapchat, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, tick. Like you want to go on all the platforms and really blast an individual. But that's where you're like, this is the moment where you're like, all right, Lord, I'm leaving it in your hand. And that is so hard. Yes. Yeah, no, it is. I think that's that the hardest part to be like, you know what? I can really go in i could really like you know but i have to be able and i and it's not easy and i'm speaking from experience it's not easy to have to sit back and be like i really tried the mature way to handle the situation i really try to do it the best way possible you know with the witness and maybe with you know whatever situation like you know really try to mediate a situation and it didn't work out and the person did not have the decency or the individuals did not have the decency and the respect to just leave the situation there. They decided to continue to exacerbate the situation and you're just sitting there like, Lord, all right, you know, I can, you know, I could release it, yeah. but I'm not Lord. And, and that's where you really try to find strength in God to be like, all right, Lord, help me. Because once you reach that place, you're reaching a place of now your intention is to bury the person yeah. and you can masquerade it as, oh, I'm trying to defend myself, but it's not really trying to defend yourself. Like you really like, I'm going to go for the jugular because I gave, or at least this is my mindset, mm -hmm. you know, because I really gave you the opportunity to really like squash the beef and you didn't. So now my next reaction is to be like, well, now I'm going to make you regret not squashing the beef. That's yeah. me as an individual. <laughs> so then that's where then you tap into God and be like, Lord, I really don't want to yeah. go down that route. Because at the end of the day, all of those feelings are human yeah. feelings. And, yes. and, you know, it's hard to uh, be still. Yeah. And it's hard to sometimes, you know, sit back yes. when it's the time to. Right. Yes. Because, um, again, we've spoken before about the idea of this isn't just like, you know, I'm a doormat, you know, because yeah. no, I'm a Christian. This is what we do. No. no, there are times where you've done what needed to be done. Mm -hmm. You did it. You had conversations. And now everything that happens as a result of this, you're taking the seat back and saying, God, I'm trusting in you yes. that you have this under control. Yeah. And that I think is the hardest thing, especially with, uh, you know, the age that we live in, even mm -hmm. with social media, mm -hmm. right? Cause social media, as much as we like to call it, you know, this fake world, mm -hmm. right. Um, it has become it so, yeah. uh, relevant in our culture and in our interactions, in our friendships, in our churches, in our ministries, right. That, Something that we could say in person mm -hmm. now, we do through social media in indirect ways. And some people choose to do that. Some people, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, those indirect ways or indirect things that we do on social media actually say a whole lot. Oh, right? yes. Because I yeah, think yeah. a lot of times we will we'll mask it like, oh, social media is like this fake world. Like, I don't take anything on there seriously, mm -hmm. right? But then it's like, 
No, that has become a big way and a big form of communication in 2022. Passive aggressive communication. And whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's healthy, whether it's not healthy, it's done and it happens. And people communicate and send messages that way, you know, um, you know, in uh, kind of subliminally, they'll do it and they'll kind of like do it in different ways. But at the end of the day, it's so difficult to trust. Right. Mm -hmm. Um after the fact and i think that's a part of confrontation that oftentimes isn't spoken about you know what do you do after you have the conversation done all the things and it seems like you know the other individual is staying hurt the other individual is staying you know in their feelings they're you know or they're moving on in a way that seems to be unhealthy or they're moving on in a way that seems like they're kind of throwing it in your face and you know you felt like you were in the wrong you were in the right they were in the wrong and all of those feelings you know again you have to bring that to God and really trust yeah. him. And that's really difficult to do when, again, you're human yes. and you have feelings and you have emotions mm-hmm. and you deal with people. And, you know, confrontation is one of those things that, you know, make or break, mm-hmm. you know, at times. And it could be in the smallest things. You know, as you were talking earlier about your personality, mm-hmm. um, you know, our personalities are a little similar when it comes to that in the fact of being able to just remember Mm -hmm. right and uh through words be Mm -hmm. able to communicate effectively Mm -hmm. right your point and um you know thinking back um you know we've been friends for about 11 years Mm -hmm. or 11 years and um I remember, you know, there was this one moment we I, we brought this up on the podcast before, but we had like, you know, a confrontation. And it's funny because (laughs) sounds a lot stronger. Yeah. Using that word. Yeah. It does. But it was strong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the idea that uh, personality types, you know, when you have two individuals and one of them is the I got all the receipts and the other one is more of like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? Right. Mm -hmm. That can be a tough situation to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. But then when you also have two individuals who are there, like almost like, oh, my goodness, what do we do? I don't know how to have this conversation. Right. Mm. That's difficult because then it's like nothing really gets done. But then when you have two individuals, (laughs) right, that Uh are very prepared and Uh ready to go. Right. Mm -hmm. At a moment's notice. (laughs) Right. And be able to say things that could also be a challenge. Right. Yes. And I remember that one time that we had this, you know, that conversation, that conversation. Uh Right. Um, It was it could have turned into that because that's what it was for a bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a, a you say something, yeah. I say something. Oh, but well, you got something for that. Well, I also have something for that. Yeah, yeah. And then you have something. And then it's almost like, again, recognizing even that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's almost like, yeah, we need to stop having this conversation right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, and recognizing the personality type that you're dealing with and the personality mm-hmm. type you have. You know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know yourself better than anybody else. You know, so you know what's going to get you to respond a certain way or what's going to get you to say something a certain way. But like you said, when you check your heart, even in the middle of it, in the middle of that conversation, because, you know, even in that conversation that we had, it was almost like, okay, we need to, like, not talk about this anymore. And then we came back at a later time to, like, readdress things, Mm. you know. But at that point, it was a little bit better, right, to talk about stuff. But again, you know in dealing with, you know, friendships for 11 years or in dealing with, you know, friends for five years or in a marriage or, you know, even within your parents, these are relationships that you have, you know, that it's not just a six month situation. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how do we have long lasting friendships, long lasting Mm -hmm. relationships? How do we, you know, learn to deal with people and be with people and thrive and have healthy relationships and friendships. And I really do think it starts with communication. Yes. And I think it starts, it's something that we say so much, but 
there is truth to that. And not just, you know, being so broad with communication, but, you know, with words, but in all forms of mm-hmm. communication, how you act, how you portray yourself, the body language, you know, what you're, you know, how you look, your attitude, mm-hmm. what you're portraying to these individuals. It all has to start with communication and the ability to have a conversation. Yeah. And I think that part of that communication is confronting situations, scenarios, moments, feelings um, with the objective, like I said, very at the top of the episode, which is with the objective to move past it and to grow from it. Um, You know, you should never be going into, especially if you value the people or the person on the other side of the conversation, it should never be going in there with ill intent, going in there to destroy, going in there to bury, going in there to expose. Like, it should never be that. It should really be like, I'm going into this conversation to express how I felt in the moment. What are the things that made me feel that way and how we can move forward so that doesn't happen again? Giving the other person the same opportunity to do the same thing, which is for them to express how they feel, to express why they felt that way and also what they need in order to move forward. And those are three simple things. How I felt, what made me feel that way, and what do I need to not feel like that again? You go into it with that. The other individual, individuals go in with with that same mentality as well. And it's almost a guaranteed receipt for success obviously every situation is different and everybody depending on whether or not they apply those things is a whole other bag of chips um but really those are the three things that you need to be going into confrontations or conversations or addressing certain things with with that mentality of we're clearing the air and we're moving forward because at the end of the day i truly believe that in most of these cases and situations you really do care for the other individual, Mm -hmm. right? As much as you try to like, you know, make it seem like you may not, right? There is a certain level and I think there's levels to everything, right? But there is a certain level of care and compassion and love that you may have for an individual, right? Mm -hmm. Because also those are human feelings, right? It's a part of the package. It's funny because I've said this to you too. It's like, you know, I'm the type of person that yes, I can be that way and have all the receipts and be and Uh go in and say all these things. But at the end of the day, I just, not that I hate, but I just dislike the fact that you I have be feeling heart. bad for the person. I have a heart too, <laughs> really right? So to, yeah. it's like so bad because at the same time, I'm feeling bad for you yes. in this moment yeah. and not in a way like I'm better and you're not, but just in a way of like how you feel, yes. right? Like I've seriously been in moments where yeah, yeah. they're going in on something I may have said that made them feel that way. Yeah. And I'm here <laughs> feeling bad that they're crying, right? Yeah. And I'm here like, oh, that like I feel really bad for them. I, I I don't agree with anything they're saying, right? <laughs> but seeing them in this state yes. just gets me, you know, yeah, and yeah. it just moves my heart. But again, um, I think it's important to have healthy conversations. It's yes. important to talk about things with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, with your spouse. Um, mm. I think it's just important to have the conversation. Having difficult conversations, yeah. it's not easy, right? It may not work. The first time, mm-hmm. there may need to be a follow-up. You may have the conversation and expect everything to be great. Yeah. And it may need some oh, time, have, mm-hmm. you know, and space to kind of develop mm-hmm. into that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's where grace comes in. Yeah, that's where grace comes in. And I think that there are also um, confrontations and conversations that happen just to clarify the idea that we will never be the same again. 
and that's okay as well. Because um, I feel, and I think that that needs to be communicated in the moment. So it's not like we're going into it with everybody assuming that we're going to walk out kumbaya and then they walk out kumbaya and you're like, yeah, they're dead to me. Like, no, that's not how it works. It kind of needs to be communicated as well because it could be a really high offense, something that really offended you, something that really hurt you. Like you forgave them. You, you know, you go through all those emotions and that journey. Uh, but at the end of the day, you walk away with the understanding of we are no longer going to be the way that we were before. And I am OK with that. And communicating to that other person, you need to be okay with it because there's no going back. Yeah. And I feel like that's a tough pill to swallow, but I think it's an important thing to do. Whereas don't leave people like ambiguous in the in the thought of where 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 do we stand? Are we am I going to the house on Sunday for dinner or no? Like like yeah. no, there's no need to have that. Like it needs to be very clear whether you're really looking forward to repairing a relationship a relationship with an individual or this is the end of the road. And I know that, you know, it's it's a little tricky. Yeah. Um, cause I know that there are, you know, I've had conversations with people that, you know, believe that we need to love and, and, um, forgive the way that God forgives us. Like you wouldn't want God to tell you, you know, Oh, you messed up. You need to stay away. You know? So then they, 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 they believe that we should operate like that on earth. Um, I do not subscribe to that way of thinking. Um, and it's just because I think that, um, it's just difficult to be like, I am going to give you the opportunity to hurt me again. You know, I think that that's not there are certain things that you forgive people because you trust that it was a lapse in judgment in the moment. But then there's other times where people prove to, you no, this is really how they are. And when someone proves to you that's how they really are, then that's how they really are. And most times I want to clarify and give a mm -hmm. little context to that. I Most times whenever you reach that decision. Mm -hmm. Right. This isn't like you offended me once. That's it. Right? Yes, yes. It's yeah. more of a there has been conversations, there has been effort, there has been work put into this, right? Because mm -hmm. I do believe that relationships can be restored yes, and friendships absolutely. can be yes. restored. Yes. And it could be a really, you know, horrible situation. But, mm -hmm. you know, for someone, God may want, you know, to use this as a way to show the world that he can restore and mm -hmm. lift up and heal. And they both move on. And it's like, whoa, powerful. But then there may be moments and seasons where it didn't work that way, mm -hmm. right? And God now has to heal and restore individuals separately, yeah. right? Apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more of what we're saying where um, being okay and having that clarity yes. where it's almost like you don't want to leave people confused or guessing like, so what does this mean for like my birthday? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, what does this mean for the holiday, right? You want to yeah. be clear when it comes to certain things. And after effort has been put and work has been put into things and words and conversations and prayer and wisdom and guidance from people you trust mm -hmm. and leaders and pastors and whatever, you feel like there really isn't a remedy for this or really isn't going back to what it used to be, then there's a certain level of acceptance that I also feel like God will help you process. Yeah. And God will also help you know and navigate when this is that type of situation. Because mm -hmm. to be honest, there are moments where it's so easy to just quit on people, right? Yeah. And it's so easy to just be like, you know, and just not deal with it. But it's almost like God is nudging at your heart like this is not that moment. Yes. You know, this is this is not that. You need to shake yourself off and you need to do this. But then there are moments where it may be like a total surrender and you need to be like, God, like I'm literally surrendering this to you mm -hmm. because I feel like this is the end. Yeah. And I believe that that's okay as well. 
Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, we hope that whenever you do have these conversations um, and address these scenarios with whoever and whoever, um, whomever, uh, it may be that it does not lead to that, but that at least for a, a place of like growing and understanding and peace and uh, strengthen in relationships. Yeah. We never want you guys uh, to go out there just, you know confronting people to confront them it should all be purposeful like i said in the beginning not in the beginning in the middle of this you know remember to always express how you're feeling why did you know what made you feel that way and what you're looking forward um to doing that would prevent you from feeling that way moving forward definitely so we just want to wrap this episode up with encouraging you to do all of those things and knowing that you know god also wants to hear from you and hear about these emotions and feelings and you know bringing all of that to him as well so definitely thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode of the god life culture podcast follow us on instagram and facebook at god life culture podcast subscribe to us on youtube check out our visuals and we are excited to be back for another episode um next next week week. yeah so thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god God life culture Culture. until next time see ya bye